Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Save up to $450 on a Gibson Les Paul Studio Deluxe, up to $900 on a Gibson Les Paul Trad Pro 4, or save up to 20% on other select Gibson guitars. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are Locked On, the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, you remember a long time ago... Whenever I told you about the guy or the person I thought was breaking into my house. Yeah, and, and, it, was a, it, it, was, and it was a raccoon. <laughs> ended up being a... Wait, do you really say raccoon, raccoon? No, that's how they say it on this. Uh, that's how they say it on uh, Oh Hello, which is a, a, the John Mulaney, Nick Kroll Broadway show. Oh, they call I was it like, raccoon. <laughs> hold up. We need, we need to cancel this whole pod if you really say raccoon as raccoon. There are certain words that I say certain ways just because of like different television shows or like different influences. <laughs> raccoon is one of those that I will now call it raccoon. Which, anyway. Oh, hello, by the way, is hilarious. It's on Netflix right now. You guys should all go watch it. It's so funny. Oh, hello. It's a Broadway show? Oh, hello. Yeah, it's two dudes and they... It's two comedians that are super funny. John Mulaney, if you've never watched any of his stuff, go watch all of it. It's all on Netflix. And uh, they're like two old Jewish dudes from from Midtown Manhattan. Or like from, I don't know, one of the boroughs in New York. And uh, they're like, they're just super eccentric and are really funny and just like say ridiculous things. So huh. it's, not, it's, just a, it's a play. It's not like a musical or anything. But So anyway... Anyway. A few nights, a few nights ago, my wife took a took raccoon the dog. tried to break into your house. <laughs> no, no, no. I did meet, so I've named the raccoon Ricky, okay, and fair. Ricky the raccoon. So, a few nights ago, my wife took out our dog, and she came like running back in. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, there's a raccoon outside!" So we have a we have a fenced in backyard, and we have one tree, <laughs> one tree in our backyard, and it's a freaking pear tree, man. And it, when we were first looking at the house, I'm like, man, that is so cool. Yeah. A pear tree. That's the coolest thing ever. No, it's the worst thing on earth. <laughs> Not only do Why? I have to pick them up for mowing, but it attracts. It's literally like the golden corral of like our neighborhood for all animals. And even like our pest control man who came out when we first like moved in, he was like, man, you really got to pick up the pears because that's just inviting all animals and insects because they want to come to the fallen pears. So anyway, long story short, I open up the back door tonight, and there's freaking Ricky and Rhonda, man, his girlfriend Rhonda. <laughs> They're at the bottom of my tree just staring at me. He's legitimately holding a pear in his hands. <laughs> and I'm like, what the crap, man? Like, I don't even know what to do now. Like, I have my gun, but I don't want, I can't fire a no, gun. Don't shoot. What did you shoot a raccoon for? I'd shoot it in a heartbeat if I was in the country. What's the point? Because those things have like rabies and crap. Rabies. What are you? I'm not gonna take my. I'm not gonna take my dog out, and these two raccoons are like doing their thing. (laughs) 
with pairs. With pairs. <laughs> so in, I'm like they're doing their thing in pairs with pairs. With pairs. So I can't like shoot off, shoot off my gun in a neighborhood. That just freak everybody out. No, no, immediate police. But you are in Texas, so that is very true. So anyway, that l- literally just happened. Like when you text me and we're like, all right, let's we're we're good to go. I'm like, hold on a second. That's what was going on. I was trying to deal with Ricky and Rhonda. <laughs> Ricky and Rhonda. Well, when I texted you, wife and I had uh, she had a night off tonight, and so we she wanted to do a Star Wars marathon. And what so, the heck? So where do you where do you start? Where do you start? Do you start at one or do you start at four? Do you start oh, you at, start at you start at four. Start at Phantom Menace or do you start at uh, at Star Wars? I guess it's called Star Wars. Right? New Hope. Yeah, you got to go chronological. No, chronological would be starting at one. Now I'm getting confused how you're saying it. So Phantom Menace is one. Yes, I would. Yes, start with him. Start with one. Yeah. So we started at one. The dialogue in that movie is awful. (laughs) That movie came out when I was nine years old, and so I adore that movie, and I have most of it memorized. (laughs) But dialogue in that movie is so bad. Is that Qui Gon? Yes, Jar Jar and Qui Gon. And Qui Gon. And, uh, Jar Jar, man. Then we just watched. So we then we watched Attack of the Clones, right? And yeah. uh, in Attack of the Clones, there are so many red flags that Anakin Skywalker is going to turn into something bad. Just an insane <laughs> amount of red flags from the from the jump. He's talking about how he's nervous about seeing Padme, about how his heart is blah blah blah, and just like how his mind is elsewhere, and just like like all these fears that he has, and you're like. Literally all of these things Jedi aren't allowed to do. <laughs> so yeah. like he just and then red flags and, for days. Him and Padme just like leave, and then he, him and Padme are talking are on this the uh, like you know in Naboo on this you know deserted place to try to keep her safe, which is another red flag. Like why would you send two twenty yeah. <laughs> somethings to a cabin yep. cabin in the middle of nowhere on this like beautiful planet with a yep. droid to watch them and that's it like <laughs> droid and servants and food whenever they want it and just like you're asking for trouble then that was just bad but so they're talking about how government works and anakin looks at padman and goes what i think we should do is just have everybody be told it should be one way and then one person will make everybody think that it is that way and she goes that sounds Red like a, that sounds like a dictatorship to me. He goes, "Yeah, but it would be someone wise, someone really wise." She's like, "Like you?" And he goes, "That sounds, that sounds no, like a Trump campaign." Somebody speech. wiser than me. So his idea of government is to have one dude try to influence everybody to try to try to think one specific way. Fascinating. Didn't know that was guy was going to turn out to be a bad guy. <laughs> Padme Padme is completely at fault for the the rest of Star Wars because she could have stopped it. I used to think she was so attractive. She is. She still yeah. is. Did you know that in uh Phantom Menace that when uh when she's not Queen Amidala when she's like the handmaiden that Queen Amidala is played by Kira Knightley? Ooh, is it is she really? Yeah, cuz they look exactly the same. <laughs> exactly I, the same. I think I like Kira Knightley more. You can tell by the voice and sometimes just by like her like here nightly does this lip thing and you can tell sometimes like which one is which. And then obviously when Padme is like staying next to her and talking. Yeah. But it's crazy because they look so much alike. Interesting. I've never known that. Anyway. 
So, well, if you, Star Wars and raccoons. Star Wars and raccoons. That that was our night so far. Uh, <laughs> but the rest of our night is going to be taken up by talking, and the rest of your day, hopefully, is going to be talking about uh, the idea of trading Dennis Smith Jr. straight up for Kyrie Irving. We're not talking about whether this trade will happen or if the Cavs would do it or anything like that. We're just looking at it strictly from the merit of would you trade a promising rookie, like a promising young rookie, for an established veteran that is that has a specific skill set that you know is established and elite? So that's just based, the basis of this, and we're using Dennis Smith Jr. and Kyrie because those are names that have obviously come up a lot. So Isaac and I are going to debate that. We're going to go back and forth, just like a courtroom. We're going to go back and forth. But before we do that, we wanted to give a shout-out to our sponsor, SeatGeek. And SeatGeek is the best way to get tickets for games, concerts, events. And Isaac always laughs when I do SeatGeek promos. He thinks it's the funniest thing. Just go to <laughs> These your, are so random. Just go to the just go to the App Store, download SeatGeek. It's super easy. I just downloaded it in like two seconds. It just take it. It's really quick. You can track different events. You can uh, keep all of your tickets in one place. You can search things. Like I just searched Cowboys. Cowboys tickets and holy cow, Isaac! The first Cowboys game, the Hall of Fame game, is Thursday, which for most of you is tomorrow. That's insane. It's so crazy. You can go. The Hall of Fame game is not on here, but all the Cowboys preseason games in Arlington. There's two of them. They play the Colts and the Raiders. You can go on there right now. I'm looking at the app as we speak. There's a game August 19th and August 26th. You can get preseason tickets on SeatGeek. For six dollars to go watch the Cowboys wow. and the Colts, you can be in American Air or not American Airlines. You can be in AT and T Stadium. <laughs> oh man, how many times am I gonna do that? You can be in AT and T Stadium for six dollars and go watch and spend the rest of your money that you would have spent on the ticket on you know adult beverages or pretzels or hot dogs <laughs> or burgers or whatever they got going on there. Eighteen dollar pretzel. Go watch that. Go watch those games. And if you do, and if you decide to download the app and go watch that, you can get $20 off of your first SeatGeek purchase with the promo code LONBA. That stands for Locked On National Basketball Association, LONBA. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code LONBA today. That's promo code LONBA for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So you purchase it. Let's say you want to upgrade your seats. You don't want to go for the $6 ones. You want to go for like $26. Boom, $20 off. You just paid six. So what's up with that? There you go. Download SeatGeek. They're good to us. Okay. Now, let's get straight into it. So I want to preface this real quick. Go ahead. Two things. First off, I'm obviously taking – well, I'm going to take the side of that we should trade for Kyrie in this deal. But I obviously want to make the note that I love Dennis Smith Jr. I want Dennis Smith Jr. in Dallas. It would be awesome. But slanderous, slanderous. You want him gone. So, You're trying to trade him already. No, but for our <laughs> argument and for us to do this, and I, I mean, I actually would do this, but it's nothing, you know, against him. It's just like saying, hey, like, would you trade Harrison Barnes for LeBron, you know, or KD? I mean, like, I we love Barnes. I don't think it's anything like that. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we are going to set that up. Second, Nick, probably or. I put this in written form, basically. So Nick's going to know all of my arguments ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm pretty much going to argue off what I've already written last week. I have not read. I have not read it since it came out, so I didn't go back and like. So it'll be. 
somewhat of a surprise <laughs> to me. Okay. So, yeah, we'll leave it at that. All right. There you go. So, we're going to start with opening opening statement, opening remarks. I am taking the side of we should not trade Dennis Smith Jr. I think this is the easier side to argue. <laughs> so, and more Mavs fans will be with me, I think. So, let's start with this. Okay. In the NBA right now, there is a problem with a lot of stars. Over this over this whole offseason, we saw how many different stars leave. We saw Paul George get moved. We saw Jimmy Butler get moved. We've seen Kyrie Irving try to get moved. We've seen Carmelo Anthony try to get moved. We've seen, you know, Kevin Durant leave within the last year. We've seen, you know, all these we've seen Chris Paul get moved within the last year. We've seen all these stars move around. So how do you retain a star? How do you how do you get one of the biggest problems in the NBA is how do you get a star and how do you retain a star? Now, obviously, the draft is an incredible way to do that because how would New Orleans be able to keep Anthony Davis with the team that they have constructed around him if they had just, you know, if they had drafted him and they weren't able, to, you know, to keep the, if he was able to leave when, you know, when he when he wanted to or whenever he wanted to. So getting a player in the draft allows for a team like New Orleans to be able to keep a guy like Anthony Davis, who they have no business of keeping. That roster, there's no business for Anthony to, Anthony Davis to be there. He should be out, you know, going somewhere else, winning somewhere else, playing in LA, playing in Boston, playing wherever he could actually go win a title. But he's not. He is retained by the Pelicans and for the Mavericks, Dennis Smith Jr. could be that Anthony Davis type player that he's on this team. And hopefully the roster is a lot better than what the Pelicans have. But you'll be able to retain him because if Dennis Smith Jr. is worth trading for Kyrie Irving, if he is worth going out and trading for you know a, a multiple-time All-Star, an All-NBA caliber type guy, the guy that has won a championship in clutch, you know, I, I understand that the the whole allure about Kyrie Irving, the whole you know, I understand the value of Kyrie Irving. But if you're saying that we could trade Dennis Smith Jr. for Kyrie Irving then that means he is worth that. <laughs> he is worth that player, and he has the potential of that player and possibly even more. So if he has that possibly even more, then how do you keep that guy? How do you keep that guy around, and what should you do with that player? You keep them, and if he is worth that, then he will be signed to the the max contract that he can get out of his rookie deal, and zero total NBA players have declined the max deal coming off of their rookie deal from the team that drafted them. Zero. There has not been one case yet, and I'm sure there will be this year, and it will completely prove me wrong. But there has not been a player yet that has turned down that deal. So if, if Dennis Smith Jr. is worth everything we think he is, then you're getting him for a total of eight years. You're getting him for the entirety of his rookie deal, which is about four or five years, and then you get him for the rest of that, that max contract, maybe that five years on top of that as well. So you're getting him for for the eight years, and Kyrie Irving, he has his ups. Obviously, he's a great scorer, a great great scorer. He is an elite finisher around the rim. I will defend Kyrie Irving being an excellent offensive player, you know, to the end. But the guy has not been able has not shown that he could stay on the court. He you know the first came he only played what twelve eight games in college. He had issues there. He came into the NBA. His rookie year played 51 games. So he missed 31 games his rookie year. Then he played 59 games. Then 71. Then 75. You're still missing, you know, you know, five to ten games, you know, seven to ten games every single year. Then he played 53 games in 2015-16. And then last season he played 72 games. 
That's the second most games he's ever played, and he still missed 10 games in the season because of injuries and different things like that. What tells us that he's able to stay on the court even as he gets older and older into his career? Maybe, you know, obviously there'll be advances in in medicine and all this stuff and training and all that, but Kyrie Irving is an injury-prone player that is probably at his peak. I don't see there's any way Kyrie can get better, which is a testament to him because he's a really, really good player. (laughs) Obviously, he's an elite finisher, but how can he get better? He can only get more opportunities. So giving him more giving him more opportunities, is that going to make a team significantly better at that point? He might look better, but is the team going to be any better than they are now? And my guess is that no. And for a team like the Mavericks that are on the rise, they're they've, you know, done the tanking, they have done, you know, they did the tanking at the end of last season and they are now on the rise now because of the rebuild. They're rebuilding back up. Do you want to stunt the regrowth by trying to push it forward too fast by adding a Kyrie? And I think no. I think you don't do that. You keep Dennis Smith Jr. And you keep that guy. And you've been taking notes. And it is. (laughs) It's creeping me out. (laughs) So now I'm going to take notes. And I'm going to type loud so you can hear it. Did I type loud? <laughs> I could hear it. I bet everybody at home could hear it too. <laughs> so how, how do you want to do this? Do we do we want to do no, the rebuttal No, you got to do your first? opening statement. My opening statement. And okay. then, that's why you take notes because then you can rebut afterwards. Okay, opening statement. So let's everybody rewind back, let's say a week and a half, a week and a half before the draft. Let's just say mid-June and... Dallas, you know, is kind of doing their due diligence on prospects. They're working out some people. We know we have the ninth pick. Middle of June, they get a call up, and they say, you know, it's Phoenix. And they're saying, hey, like, we're offering, you know, Eric Bledsoe for the ninth pick. You know, that that kind of was thrown around there with fans, and some fans are like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I would do that. Bledsoe's awesome. Like, Bledsoe can stay healthy. You know, if, if he can stay healthy – yeah, I would do that for the ninth pick. He's a surefire, like you know, like potential star, maybe. Like some some fans were arguing that. I wasn't on that. I wasn't on that board. I, I'm not the biggest Bledsoe fan. Anyway, so let's say Dallas says Donnie hangs up. You know, tells him Sean McDonough, like no, like we we want to stand pat. We wanted the ninth pick. A few days later, Cleveland calls. Says we'll give you Kyrie Irving for that ninth pick. Who all does that? Fan base does it in a heartbeat. I'm doing it in a heartbeat. Most people is doing it in a heartbeat. Saying Kyrie Irving for this ninth pick before the draft. So then you're looking at <laughs> Nick's over hammering his keyboard. <laughs> so if we're going to say, and I would assume, like, if you're, we're not even going to talk about it if there are people out there saying, no, I wouldn't give up the ninth pick for Kyrie before the draft. We're not even going to talk about that. So now let's look where we're at now. So now we fast forward to now. Dennis Smith, what have we gotten over the past three weeks, four weeks from Dennis Smith that would, that would change that decision? We've gotten a few YouTube clips. We've gotten a few Twitter clips from friends that's posted of him doing some crazy dunks, which is awesome. And we've gotten six summer league games. The summer league that, including myself, like we like to make fun of sometimes. We like to talk about how bad the basketball is. We like to talk about how it's not, you know, the real league. How we constantly see people like, okay, well, these players are doing good, but wait till they get into the real league. 
And so, Nick, why are you over taking pictures of me? <laughs> Just keep going. So, so, thing. so anyway, so over so six summer league games and a couple of highlight clips on Twitter has drastically has changed a lot of people's decision on if they would trade the ninth pick for Kyrie Irving. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's not like, how can we say six summer league games should prove whether we shouldn't get Kyrie. So with Kyrie, like, I feel like I don't even have to talk about his, his like resume. I mean, we're talking about rookie of the year. We think, we think Dennis Smith is going to get rookie of the year. I think he will. I think he will. I hope he does. Kyrie Irving was rookie of the year. All-star game MVP, whatever you want to say about that. They're just chucking it, whatever. He was an all-NBA player in 2015. Number one overall pick in his draft. All-star in four of six seasons in the league. And I, I guess we would all say a top 20. I feel like the consensus would say a top 20 player in the league. And he's just 25 years old. He's 25, so like, we can't go into the rebuttal, but... As far as how he fits on our timeline, let's just say. So when we say, like Nick and I are arguing Dennis Smith for Kyrie, it obviously can't work out money-wise. work out money wise. There would have to be some other contracts thrown in there. So we're just talking about the basis of a trade. Twice. So let's just – Twice, pal. Let's just say, you know, that. let's just say that's the case. So let's take Kyrie and add him onto this Dallas team. Then you have a young core of Kyrie Irving at 25 years old, Harrison Barnes at 25 years old, Seth Curry at 26 years old, Nerlens Noel at 23 years old. That's a heck of a core. When we say bring, you know, bring in a Kyrie, it's, he's not 30. He's 25. So then look at the money part. And this is what's really intriguing. Kyrie's due next year. Kyrie's due at 18.8 million this coming season. Next year he's at 20 million and he has a player contract for the third year after that. So let's just say we brought Kyrie Irving in this deal hypothetically. He's making 18. Let's say we sign Noel for what do we want to guess right now? 15 to 16 or something like that. How about just 6? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Hashtag my market point, value. My point is, you would have your if you want to if you're on the the big a big three type of thing. If you like to say big three, you you would have Kyrie, Nerlens, and Harrison Barnes all under contract under sixty million a year. That leaves you with forty million dollars to work with with the rest of your roster. Not only that, but that leaves you with Dirk taking around five million. Because if you know bringing Kyrie in, and then like hypothetically, because we've seen the we've seen the report coming out, they say Cleveland wants Cleveland wants the a rookie or on a rookie scale contract. They want a veteran that can help win now in draft picks. Let's just say Wes Matthews is a part of that deal because we've talked about before. Wes Matthews would be a great fit on Cleveland. So you put you put Wes in that deal that clears up some space too. So. My point is, Kyrie, you're getting Kyrie, and some of these deals that are, you know, Alan Crabb making around the same amount of money, or you look at some of these deals that's in the high 20s, you know, in the mid 20s, you're like, whoa, like 
Kyrie is not on one of those deals that's going to be like Isaiah Thomas is looking at an extension, going to be making $30 million a year. Kyrie is going to be making 18 and then 20 And, you know, we're not even talking about his clutch gene. I mean, how many players in the game can step up on the biggest stage like he has in the finals and show us what he's what he's done and seeing him run the show in Carlisle's system and having players like Nerlens and having players like Harrison Barnes or even Seth Curry on the wing and all that stuff. So like that, for Kyrie, you're getting a, a top 20 player in the league. And for Dennis, like I don't, I didn't even touch really on Dennis because I, I feel bad. I don't even want to down Dennis because we love Dennis. But there is an unknown factor in him. He's still a rookie. There is that factor in that we think he's going to be the rookie of the year. We think he's going to be great. We hope he will. We, we're like, pencil it in. But we still don't know. We know what Kyrie is. We know he's a top 20 player in the league. We know he's a gold medal winning athlete. We know he's hit one of the biggest shots in the finals over the past five years. We know that about Kyrie. So, and lastly, I leave it with this. Dirk deserves it. If we get Kyrie, we're not challenging Golden State. But if we get Kyrie, we're looking at next summer. And I know we haven't had the best of luck with free agents and stuff. But we are looking at next summer with the ability, if, you know, let's hypothetically saying Wes Matthews is in that deal with, with Dennis Smith Jr., we're looking at next summer with the potential of trying to add something to that core to make a long playoff run in potentially Dirk's last year. And I would assume we've all we've joked that, you know, we think this is Dirk's last year. But if you're going to tell me next summer that we got Nerlens, Kyrie, Harrison Barnes and maybe another not mega name, but a bigger free agent that Dirk wouldn't come back to make a big run, one big last run with Dallas. I would do it for Dirk with that. So that's my long winded opening statement. And now the rebuttals. Who's going first, me or you? I'll go first. You're talking about Kyrie's contract. And yes, for the next two years, it's good. But then after that, he's got that player option. That player option can be declined. And then he just walks and goes somewhere else. Because we've already seen, all of a sudden, Kyrie... He's not a rational thinker, right? You would not say that Kyrie Irving's a rational thinker. The dude thinks the world is flat. (laughs) The dude thinks the world is flat. I can't argue against he that. He thinks you can walk to the edge of the earth, <laughs> look over the edge of it, and just see water just pouring off the edge of it like that. Like it's just a fountain. It's a fountainhead. The dude's not rational. All of a sudden, this dude is playing with LeBron James right now. He is playing with LeBron Aloysius James. We, we don't want to go down that path. He's playing with him right now. This is the best situation for him. He can LeBron LeBron coast through the regular season. If Kyrie wanted to have his own team during the regular season, go for it. He could average thirty. He could he could take right what how many shots did he take last year a game? He took just about twenty shots a game. Dude, you want to take twenty five shots a game next year? Go for it. LeBron's gonna be fine with it. LeBron's got to get his points because he wants to be up there and the, you know the most points ever. But you can take this team and you can you can go as far as you want. You want to be all NBA? You want to be a guy that's an All Star? Kyrie Irving's not making the all-star team in the West. Kyrie Irving is not making an all-NBA team playing in the West. There's just too many guys in front of him. So all of a sudden, you're getting this guy. And now now I'm talking to Kyrie. So Kyrie is in this situation where he can be an all-star. He could potentially be an all-NBA player because of the usage that he could get. Because he is playing with LeBron, but during the regular season, he can do whatever he wants because LeBron's going to coast. 
and and he's going to be playing for championships. Championships change players' lives. They change families' lives. Look at Deshaun Stevenson. Deshaun Stevenson at the Big Three signed autographs for two hours, I think. Two hours because dude won a championship. He's not going to win a championship in Dallas. So the guy is in a perfect situation, and now all of a sudden he wants to leave. What kind of rational thinker is that? What what are we getting in a player that thinks the world is flat and wants to leave a perfect basketball situation all of a sudden? He is penciled into the finals every year that he's he's paired up with LeBron James. So why why would he you know what kind of player are we getting in that sense? And then your point about you know you know it's just summer league and what has changed between now and you know between now and before the draft. Before the draft, draft picks are so valuable. At, at some point and then all of a sudden some at some point the, a player's name gets attached to them and they become either way less value or more valuable they either become like a car or a house you you know you buy a car and immediately as soon as you drive it off the lot it becomes more valuable if you buy a house you know depend whatever the market is if it looks good or if something you know stuff around it starts looking good then all of a sudden the, the value goes up Dennis Smith Jr. is a house. Dennis Smith Jr. is not a sports car. He is a house. He came off the, the market, and all of a sudden, boom, he looks so much more valuable. You, you can, we're not talking about Laurie Markkinen for, for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> he went before him. We're not talking about Frank Nielakina for, for Kyrie Irving. We're talking about Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Slangin Smith Jr. is what we're talking about. And what, what changed between, between before the draft and now is not his play. I'm going off the basketball court for this. We're going completely uh, off of it. He thinks the earth is round. He does think the earth is round. I've confirmed that from a source. Source close to the situation. I don't know. That's that's fake. That's not real news. So what changed is that now we have a face to to pass the franchise on from Dirk to this guy. We have a, a player that we can put hope in. We have a player that's that's our guy, that's Mavs fans guy. That he is now the you know, turning into the face of the franchise. With Kyrie Irving, are you getting a face of the franchise? Are you getting a guy that comes in and automatically takes the mantle and becomes our guy? Will he never, will he, but won't he always be a Cleveland guy? Won't he always be the guy that won a championship with Cleveland? If he goes through, let's say he plays 10 years for the Mavericks, doesn't win a championship. Does he ever become a Maverick? Or is he always going to be that Cavalier because he won in that shot? Is he, he's never going to do anything more iconic than the shot in game seven that won them the, the title. Never. He will always be a Cavalier. You're never getting a guy that's going to be a Maverick. You have Dennis Smith Jr. that's in here now. He's going to be a Maverick. That guy's going to be a Maverick. He's going to be your guy. He's going to be our guy that's coming in. He's going to jam on some guys this year. He is going to do some awesome stuff this year, and he's going to be our guy. Kyrie, com- Kyrie comes in. He's not our guy. He's a leased car. He's a leased sports car is what Kyrie is. As soon as he comes off the lot, devalued, and you're just leasing him. You're leasing him for two years, and that's it. All right, so and we know what Kyrie is. You said we don't we don't know what Dennis Smith Jr. is, but I know what Kyrie Kyrie exactly. Irving is. And Kyrie we Irving do know is what an Kyrie elite is. offensive player, but Kyrie Irving is a train wreck defensively. Kyrie Irving is let's say he's a sports car, but he has the defensive abilities of a smart car. As soon as he that as soon as something comes up against him, he's gonna just implode. <laughs> that's not a safe. That is not a safe bet there. And you said Kyrie Irving's deal and how much money that they would have. 
because of Kyrie Irving's deal, and I'll raise you a rookie's deal. How about a rookie scale deal? You want to put a but rookie this, scale deal? Didn't say on Kyrie's level though. What kind of play? What kind of players could they sign with a you know a rookie a rookie deal and Nerlens and, and Harrison Barnes instead of Kyrie's? I do get that, but what? What connections does Dennis have? It's not like all these stars are going to be like, oh, man, I come play with Dennis next summer. Like, Dennis is like... Kyrie spurns LeBron. Who's going to want to come play with Kyrie now? Kyrie's in L.A. balling with all these dudes. He's best friends with Jimmy Butler and all these dudes. He don't give no crap about no LeBron. LeBron's got his little banana boat crew, and he don't want to play with no Wade and them. Banana boat for life. For life. (laughs) All right, so let's get going on this. Well, when you said stunt the rebuild, Kyrie's 25. That's not going to stunt no rebuild unless we're going to rebuild in 2030. Also, the biggest thing with Kyrie, and a lot of people talked about the four teams that he's given, and he gave San Antonio, and he mentioned Minnesota. Mentioned you were talking Minnesota. about a rational thinker. That dude wants to play for the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, but like it kind of it still makes sense, though. But like with the San Antonio-Minnesota oh. thing, People talk about what he might desire some. Yeah, I know this kind of take this away from the Knicks because the Knicks is, you know, Knicks is Madison Square Garden. You got Porzingis. You got, you know, it's going to be. I don't like the way you're saying Knicks. It just sounds like you're talking about me. Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) Say the Knicks, please. (laughs) Here's the thing. The the one big thing that I, I had an issue with is like, you said there's no way Kyrie can get better, and I totally disagree with that. We have we just talked about his defense and all of that stuff. That's his area. And we talked – what kind of – I answer this. Who's the best coach that Kyrie's played for? <laughs> LeBron James. Exactly. No, no, no. no, no. Coach K. Mike Brown. Coach K. Mike Coach Krzyzewski. Coach K, and, and, and thank you. He's played for Mike Krzyzewski. Exactly. What That's my point. That? He's never even had that in Cleveland. No. What a joke of a front office. Byron what a Scott. joke! What a joke! What a joke of an ownership. Mike Brown twice. So we talk about Kyrie going to a different level. What about a different level coming in and working with Rick Carlisle, having an ownership that's set in place with Donnie and Cuban and Rick, and everything set in place? Something that it feels like, and what you read about that maybe he desires, he wants that. And like, man, what what better than that? We also talk about eight years of uh, eight years of Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, he might. Yeah, there's no, there's never been a rookie that turned down a max and all that stuff. But we've never. also seen, we've also seen what what's been the biggest thing over the past two to five years. Players want to team up. Players want to go do their thing. Players want to win a title. It's no guarantee locked in that he's going to sign after his rookie deal. There's no guarantee that Dallas is going to be sitting there offering the max. What if he comes out and gets injured again? There's so many. And like when we say the house thing, like. Dennis Smith Jr. is a house. We don't, once again, like all this stuff about Dennis is a house and Dennis is great and stuff, we're basing that off of six summer league games. Like all of that is based off six summer league games and a few highlight clips on Twitter. So that's with, you know, what were you going to say? The weaknesses that he had in the draft were attitude and, you know, hard work and if he was going to try. And I think those things we all saw. And so all those things were negated. I mean, all saw, but we don't, like, it's not just, it's not end-all, tell-all. Like, so, where where do, where do you go up the scale of point guards in the league that's saying, because I, on, on this default, on this mindset, then it's like, there ain't nobody I'd trade Den- Dennis for. 
You know, like, where do you go up the point guard scale and you say, no, I wouldn't trade Dennis for them? Because on this mindset and your mindset, you're, you wouldn't trade him for Chris Paul. You wouldn't trade him for Steph Curry. Oh, because he's, oh, the Chris Paul deal would be interesting. Because he's 19 and because he can, you know, touch the top of the moon. And he play, he looked we, good in the summer league. We've seen him do it. Me and Isaac have seen him do it. Yeah. Touch the top of the backboard. No. Let me ask you a question. Throw it at me. Do you think Mark Cuban thinks Kyrie Irving's a superstar? What's Mark Cuban's definition? Won a title, led a team over 50, 50 wins. Barely. Like that. Barely. I, so. <laughs> I don't think he's led a team over 50 wins. But see, that, but see, that's the thing, though. Like, we can talk. Like, I don't care if LeBron comes out and plays, plays 15 games next year and Kyrie just goes off and all this stuff. It's still LeBron's team. Completely. It's not, it's not just it's – per, it's not a perfect situation in Cleveland. And I, I – like when – like it's not you. It's like national media too is saying, oh, it's a perfect situation. It's not. Like the kid's 25 years old. Like – and he's been in like this LeBron thing. It's never been his team. It's never any of this stuff. So like can he get better? I think there's a whole different level that Kyrie can go to. I, I really do. Because his scoring's already there. But we're talking about 25 years old and, he, and then Mike Brown's been his best coach. Tyron Lue's been his best coach. Like that's that's my like I want to see him go with somebody like a Carlisle, like a veteran coach. Yeah, I don't want to see him to go. I don't want to see him go to Phoenix or something like that. I want to see him get somebody like Pop or some. Well, not Pop because I don't want him. I don't want him in the West unless he's on the Mavs. But but you also said you also made a comment that he isn't winning a championship in Dallas in ten years. Like that, we how, we can't say that though. Like if if Kyrie can't win a championship in Dallas, how can we say Dennis might win it in ten years? Dennis is getting more than ten years, though. He's getting like. Well, I'm years. saying in the next ten years, yeah. But like, that's what if if we get Kyrie, then Kyrie is that marquee superstar. Kyrie is that that guy that says that that says to other free agents, like I get Dennis thing, but Dennis is is still so young that he's still not going to be a player that over the next summer, maybe even two summers that you're going to look at some big time free agents and say, I want to come with, he hasn't had time to build these relationships. He hasn't had time to form these friendships across, you know, across the league that somebody like Kyrie has that you instantly get Kyrie and you still have Dirk on the cheap and you still have Harrison Martin. You still have Nerlens Noel on a super cheap member. Then you're looking at some of Kyrie's friends and stuff that he's played with and says, Hey, come to Dallas. And, I'm not. If we got Kyrie, I there's no way I could say. If we got Kyrie, there's no way I could say that we would not have a chance at a title within ten years. Like there's no way I could. There's no way you can say that. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is nine ninety-nine, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only twelve ninety-nine. Buy one get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Closing remarks for the sake of time. And if you guys appreciated this, tweet us at NickFanExit, at NBA. Say, Team Nick, Team Isaac. Whether you would trade, for everybody's Kyrie. gonna be on Team Team Nick right now because we love Dennis Smith, and I am like I love Dennis Smith Jr. too. But there is a, like if for most situations, trading Dennis for another one of these like star like Dennis for Demar Derozan that's stupid to me. Like Dennis Sleep for Kyle Lowry like that's stupid for me. Like 
some some of those guys, it's stupid for me. But for me, there is playing on the big stage matters to me too, and that's where like in a in a sophisticated non bullcrap way. That's when I say LeBron losing five finals has to mean something for his all-time status. Like it it has to mean something. I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's everything. I'm not saying he sucks because of it. I'm not any of that. But him having five losses in the finals, it has to play something into his resume. And there's just something about the big stage to me. For me personally, that means a lot to me and Kyrie has proved that. Dirk has proved that. You know, those type of players have proved that and to get a player Kyrie's one of the few players in the league that to, that he's still young enough and that I still think is like he just got into his prime to where we could still get a next seven to nine years that giving up somebody like Dennis Smith would be worth it for us a, a superstar in Kyrie Irving that would that is desiring a, a coach a system a structure a front office and a system like with that that he could take the next level and yeah I would do the deal. It would suck giving up Dennis. I love Dennis to death. But I would if the if the deal, you know, was around that, that's I would do it. And I want to see Dirk like I want to see Dirk. I don't want to see Dirk win 20 games next year, man. Like and the, I think the chances of Dirk playing 21 seasons, it would have to be a pretty good team for Dirk to come back to play a 21st season and Dirk's that gonna, would Dirk's going to win 20 games by himself next year. <laughs> So the other team's going to win 13? The rest of the team. The the rest of the team, yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's mine. Those are your closing remarks? Yeah, for the most part. I I feel like I made every argument I could think of. Here's mine. In January, when the Mavericks beat the Cavs and Kyrie Irving had a terrible, awful, no good, rotten, horrible night shooting the ball, he walked into the locker room. You were there. I was there. (laughs) I remember you were going to say this. And I'm standing, I'm standing right in the entryway. He walks right by me. He bumps into me. Doesn't say excuse me or sorry or anything. Rude. <laughs> and I hear him mutter under his breath, but just loud enough for everyone to hear. After the Mavericks beat the Cavs, after it was his big celebration, after everybody was hyped, after the, all the media was in the locker room, and Kyrie Irving says, it's like the NBA Finals for this damn team. And just walks by. Do we want that guy representing the Dallas Mavericks? Do we? No. We do not want to go back past quotes from from players on the Mavs that we have loved on the Mavericks and look at past quotes that they've said. <laughs> but do we want that guy on the Mavericks? No, we do not. <laughs> All right, before we go though, I want to go down the list. Let's do let's do the list. Let's say which players we would so Okay, all that being said, I think I might do the Kyrie thing. But for the sake of the podcast, I wanted to give the argument for Dennis. <laughs> Bullcap, you wouldn't do it. So let me give. Let's do. Let's go down the list. So here's a, a Bleacher Report random ranking of the point guards. So let's just go down it. So this is. It's just an order that they made up. Who, who would we trade Dennis Smith for? Yeah, point guards. So okay. Russell Westbrook. We would both do that. Yeah. Even though he could be a free agent. Hmm. That's hard. Yeah. Harden. Yes. I would definitely do that. Yeah. He is he's under contract even longer than Westbrook. I would do that more I would do that quicker than with Westbrook. Curry, yeah, I would obviously do that. Yeah. You get you team up the Curry brothers. If you can team up the Curry brothers, you do that hundred percent of the time. 
It'd be the coolest thing ever. But who wears thirty? Uh Chris Paul. I would not do that. I understand what you're getting for the next let's say Chris Paul's thirty one. I understand what you're getting for the next four years. Yeah, I wouldn't do it no. But after that, you're you just get nothing, guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh Kyle Lowry? No. No. Isaiah just, Thomas. No. Neither of them. No. Neither Isaiah Thomas. John Wall. Uh, John Wall's very tempting. I would probably do John Wall. I would trade. I would trade for John Wall as well. Mike Conley. No. No. Which it's crazy to think about. The Mavericks would have gotten Mike Conley last summer. You're probably not looking at a Dennis Smith Jr. led backcourt. Oh heck no. Here's an interesting one. Damian Lillard. Uh yes. I would also 100 percent do that. Yeah. I think Dame's the real deal. Kemba Walker. No. I don't think I would either. Not Kyrie's not even on this list yet. Kyrie's 11. Behind behind Kemba. Behind and Kemba. Lowry. Please. And Damian Lillard. I don't know about this list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Conley. He's behind Conley, too. Uh, the next one is Bledsoe. No. No. Drogic? No. No. There's nobody after this, probably. Teague? No. George Hill? You count, no. Gia- you count Giannis? Well, yeah, I do, Giannis. It would just have to be like my my basis off the Kyrie thing. It'd have to be a player that is that Kyrie that checks these two boxes. Well, actually three, but like a young player under twenty five, twenty six that's still under contract for two or more years that is that's hit their prime and they've shown that they are superstar potential. That's the type of player that I would trade Dennis Smith for, and that's what Kyrie checks all of those boxes. So, completely. All right, there we go. That's the argument to trade. I'm going to get so much hate for this. To trade Dennis Smith Jr. and to not trade Dennis Smith Jr. for Kyrie Irving. So, go check out the Smoking Cuban. You got both of those articles that you you presented both sides on there. Uh, So, go ahead and read that. Uh, What else are you working on? I got a couple of things I'm working on for the next couple of days, but usually the first of the month, I kind of take a break for a little bit. I got some personal stuff going on with career stuff and family stuff and my mother in law. Hashtag new job, who dis? Hashtag new job. I talked about being in uh, in a position with two different places, and I ended up taking one that I was more happy with the fit that was a little less money, but I, I think the fit is better. So. so you did the Durant thing. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, actually, it kind of. So I'm happy with that. Uh, my mother-in-law is moving to Texas this weekend. <laughs> so my, oh. my wife is super, super oh. happy about that. And she's oh. going to be living with us for a little bit. So I love my mother-in-law. But if she moved to Texas, <laughs> we would have, like, a, everybody loves Raymond too. <laughs> We'd have, like, the sequel to Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Oh gosh. No, she ain't too bad. My wife's you know, I've said before, my wife's Brazilian, so her mom is coming in and she has pretty good English, but it's it's not like perfect perfect. And so she's like she's funny and she she can cook really good too, so she'll cook some Brazilian stuff. So that's uh, what's up. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Of course. What's a what's a famous Brazilian dish? They make this uh cheese bread, pão de queijo. And uh, it's oh man, it's it's awesome. 
they eat rice and beans for like everything, and I hate rice and beans. So we make this cheese bread in America. It's called pizza. It has <laughs> sauce on it. Uh, cheese bread pizza. <laughs> Download SeatGeek. Uh. Use the promo code LONBA. Helps us out. Helps you out. Twenty dollars off your first purchase. Do that. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, and keep following us at Nick Van Exit at Isaac Harris NBA. Tell us why Isaac is wrong and why you would not trade Dennis Smith Jr. Yep, I'm sure I will hear from it. Of course. <laughs> also, the Mavericks officially signed Gian Clavel. So, your boy. That's your news. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Peace out. Boom. <laughs> what are you? Gonna, <laughs> when are we gonna end this? <laughs> I don't know. Boom. <laughs>